Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the podcast. Yet another episode rolling around, I hope you're enjoying them all, it's good to be back recording. Today's episode is going to be a short one and there are a couple of reasons for that. The first reason is that as I'm sitting here right now, I am hungry, I'm not going to lie, I am hungry and you don't want me getting too hangry mode when I'm doing a podcast. So we'll keep it pretty short before we do get to that stage, but I am hungry. The second reason is that I want to get to the gym today before it gets too busy. Um, Last few evenings I've been down and it's been absolute chaos, you're pretty much just been stood on nearly while you're trying to find a little bit of space for yourself. So I want to get down before evening time hits. So that's my two reasons for keeping the pod a little bit shorter today. One, I need food and two, I need to train. So yeah, we're not going to go too long. First thing I want to say today is there's an announcement and you might have seen it on my social media yesterday. I've got some big news and it's news that I'm really, really excited about. I'm absolutely on cloud now, you know, over the last few days, to be honest. I'm going to be speaking in the Aviva Stadium in Dublin on the 22nd of October 2022. That is going to be one of the highlights of my career to date. I am super pumped for it. It means a lot. It means a lot to me to speak at a venue like that. I suppose it's like when you're on a weight loss journey and you think, I want to lose three stone or I want to lose four stone. And it seems like it's so far away and you think you'll never get there. It's this huge mountain that you have to climb. That's what my journey has been like in a way, starting from scratch, building things up over a number of years. And then you get to the stage where you've lost three stone. Or in my case, you're achieving something that you thought was so far in the distance that you'd never get there. Um, It's a monumental feeling. It's absolutely incredible. So I am pumped for it. I'm absolutely buzzing. It's going to be an insane day. 22nd of October, it was initially intended just to be for our Elevate clients, but I've decided I'm going to open it up to the public as well, so we will be releasing tickets for the public. It's going to be a full day event, it's on a Saturday, we're going to be going from, I think around 11 to 4, that's what I have in my mind because I want to make sure that anybody who's travelling is able to go home the same day. Don't want to ask people to pay the extortionate hotel prices that are in Dublin at the moment, so that's why we are looking at just shortening the day a little bit, possibly something like 11 to 4 is what we're looking at. There are going to be guest speakers in on the day, I'm not going to reveal names yet, but I have spoke to people. We have one person definitely confirmed who I'm super excited about because I know that that person alone is going to make the trip worthwhile for everybody that shows. So yeah, put in the diary, 22nd of October, tickets will be on sale soon. Keep an eye out for it. It's going to be just something else. I can't wait. It's the first gig I've done in Dublin. I'm super excited. That's the first thing out of the way. So yes, before I do get hangry, let's get into today's podcast. Just a couple of thoughts. There's only really two core core elements that I want to cover today in the podcast. The first is just around what you associate with pain and pleasure. Because what you associate with pain and pleasure is ultimately going to change the way you think. And I, for well, definitely not I think, but for a lot of people, what happens is over a number of years, you associate pleasure with a lot of things that are unhealthy for you. You associate pleasure with probably what we call self-sabotaging behaviors when you're on a weight loss journey. So you associate sugar, you associate junk food, you associate takeaways, you associate alcohol, you associate smoking, you associate all of these different things with pleasure. And the reason you associate them with pleasure is because they give you pleasure in the moment. It's this instant hit. So over a long period of time, you link sugar, for example, to pleasure because you know that that taste is absolutely divine. That taste just gives you such a hit in the moment while you're consuming it. So you're associating that with pleasure. And therefore, why wouldn't you want to come back to that over and over and over again? Like it makes sense, right? So over time, you form this neural pathway in the brain where you associate sugar with pleasure. Or maybe you associate wine on a Friday with pleasure. Whatever it is, that is the link that you've made. That's the connection you've made between the stimulus, which is the sugar, and your response 
which is obviously that little dopamine hit that you feel really, really good in the moment. Now, I want you to have a little think about that. And I want you to rethink how you view it. In the moment, yes, it's giving you pleasure. In the long run, is it giving you the same level of pleasure? Or is it giving you something different? So I've been saying this to a lot of my guys within the Elevate program at the moment. If you think about what you're associating those things with, how did you end up on the Elevate program? How did you end up overweight? How did you end up out of shape? How did you end up low in confidence? How did you end up low in energy, miserable, feeling just horrible about yourself? Well, if you actually trace it back, it's probably going to lead you on a path all the way back to those things that you are associating with pleasure. So you associate the ice cream and the pizza and the chocolate and the takeaways and the wine and the alcohol and everything else. You associate that with pleasure. If you track back the pain that you're in at the moment, let's say you're out of shape and you're in a lot of pain. Most people who are very out of shape are in pain psychologically, emotionally. If you track it back all the way to its roots, those things that you are linking to pleasure are probably the root of your pain at the moment. So those things that you were linking to your pleasure are probably the root of your pain at the moment. So it's changing that neural pathway. And that's going to be difficult to do because when you start off, this link seems a little bit tenuous because it's such a weak thread. You've built up 20, 30 years of associating this thing with pleasure that if we're saying to the brain, actually, no, now I'm going to start associating it with pain because look at the pain it's causing me. And you know that the logical side of your brain can process that because logically it makes sense. But the emotional side of your brain is probably struggling with that because you've spent most of your life associating it with something different. So when you start off and you're making that link between this thing and pain, it's going to be like a light little thread. It's not going to be strong. It's going to be broken quite easily unless you keep reinforcing and reinforcing and reinforcing. The more you reinforce that thought process that these are the things that are causing me pain and these are the things that are causing the problems for me, the more you reinforce it, the stronger that thread becomes onto the point that it's getting to be like a tree trunk. It's thick and it's strong. And when you get to that point, you're very unlikely to go back. You certainly won't go back to the level that you were at, but you have to reinforce it over and over and over until you form that tree trunk. Because at the beginning, it's only a thread. It's going to be very, very weak because you've had a certain way of thinking for most of your adult life, maybe right back to your childhood. So we've got to just recognize that and we go, it's not going to change overnight. I'm probably going to slip up along the way, but I have to keep reinforcing, reinforcing, reinforcing. So if you are somebody who's thinking about a weight loss journey, for example, and you're struggling with that at the moment, and this doesn't have to be around weight loss, this could be anything in your life. And there's something that you're doing that maybe you know is self-sabotage or maybe you know is actually not serving you. I'd love you to draw up a little list of what the pain is that's coming from that thing. How is it holding you back? How is it bringing pain into your life? Because if you can create that link, you're going to start thinking about it differently. You're not just going to look at the immediate pleasure hit that it gives you in the moment. I hope that's making some sense. Over time, the more we reinforce that thought process, the more we reinforce the thread until it becomes stronger, until it's a tree trunk, the more we reinforce it, what happens is that we start to form new neural pathways in the brain. So we start to form new neural pathways, new links. And those are the ones that we want to start moving towards over time and reinforcing over and over and over. So I hope that's useful and I hope that's making some sense. Again, I'm hungry, so I'm going to keep moving today. The second thing I want to speak about, this is actually, I think, I think this is actually quite an interesting topic. So I received a message on social media yesterday 
And I thought I could actually delve into this for the podcast because it was a really, really thoughtful message that came and it got me thinking and I thought, yeah, that's worth discussing. Um, Yeah, the first thing I'm going to say on this is for the person that sent me the message, if you do listen to the podcast, I'm not calling you out by any means. I thought your your message was really, really interesting and that was the reason I wanted to delve into it a little bit. I have also messaged this person back privately, by the way, so just for our listeners know, I'm not just going public with this. I have messaged this person privately and shared my thoughts and we had some good, open, honest discussion around it, which was amazing and that's what I love about social media. That's the good side of social media. So I thought I would share the message with you guys and maybe delve into a few thoughts. And maybe you can have your own thoughts on it. Maybe you'll agree with me, maybe you won't. So the message that came in, landed in my inbox yesterday was, I used to do a lot of training, but not as much lately. I would have spent a lot of time in the gym and doing different classes. But over the years, I have a lot of friends who became obsessed with that lifestyle and how they look. It took the enjoyment out of it for me. My good friend opened up his second gym in Dublin, a deadly setup. But going there and seeing the vanity only makes me concerned for the generation my kids are growing up in. Anyways, that's my rant. Smiley face. (laughs) Okay, I like that. And on the face of it, you're probably going, okay, what is it? There's not not much in that, some good points. But the more I was reading it, I was going, there's a lot of stuff in that when we actually break it down. And I want to address some of the points that are in that. Because I just found this, for me, this was getting me straight into thinking mode, which is always the sign of a good message. First thing I'm going to say, obsession about anything is not a good thing. So anything you can get too much of. You can get too much of anything. Everything can be destructive. Too much of anything is a bad thing, really. That can be exercise, that can be food, that can be alcohol, that can be drugs, that can be anything. So that's the first thing. Obsession in any way is not good. And especially when we're talking about body image. So if we're going to extremes in terms of too much weight or too little weight or whatever, obviously that's not healthy. That's fairly self-explanatory. That's not healthy. So you don't need me to go down that route. I don't need to justify that. Obsession is not healthy. I think we can all agree on that first and foremost. I also want to say there are some things that are much healthier than others. There are some things that maybe some risk comes with it, but it also brings a huge benefit to your life. And for me, exercise is one of those things. So do we decide that, okay, some people become ex- become obsessive about exercise. Therefore, none of us should exercise because people become obsessive. To me, that's not a logical argument. To me, that's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Because you think about it logically, folks, even with food, food is unhealthy if we do it to excess. But food is something we all need. And food is something that can give us an amazing quality of life and it can give us amazing health. So why would we say I'm not going to exercise because I've seen people become obsessive about it? I've seen a hell of a lot of people become alcoholics in Ireland, but I'm not going to say to people you should never drink because there's a danger you could become an alcoholic. There's always that risk, but a lot of people won't become alcoholics. Alcohol is probably not a good example to use here when I'm trying to talk about a healthy subject, but hopefully you get where I'm coming from. That was the first point I wanted to just address on that. And I suppose when I dissected that message a little bit more and I looked at the first half of the message, the first half of the message said to me, I used to do a lot of training, but not so much lately. I would have spent a lot of time in the gym and doing different classes, but over the years, I've have a lot of friends who became obsessed with that lifestyle and how they look. It took the enjoyment out of it for me. The more I read into that, I do wonder, is it a cop-out? I do wonder, is that a justification for I couldn't be bothered training? I couldn't be bothered exercising. I've seen people become obsessive about it. 
well, okay, maybe you have seen some of your friends become obsessive about it, but how does that impact you? How does that impact your life? What they do is their choice. And the fact that you're actually aware of it would suggest to me that there's very little chance of you becoming obsessive about it as is what's in that message. I would say it's very little because you seem to feel quite strongly about it. But that would drive me to the point of, are you leaning on that as an excuse not to do anything? That's what comes to the fore for me. Now, that might not be the case because I don't know this person personally. I could be completely off on this. But I think one of two things. I think one, you have the awareness of it. So what your friends do or don't do is probably not relevant to you. You have the awareness that you're pretty much in control. So that's the first thing. Or the second option is, is it an excuse? Is it a cop-out? Again, I'm only posing the questions here. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it's not or it is. I'm only posing the question. I'm putting it out there to you. The only person who can probably answer that is the person that sent me in that message. But I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who maybe are in the same situation or have had similar situations. So that was the first half of the message. The second half of the message then is very much around vanity and physical appearance. And that's something I wanted to address as well. So let me let me clarify something first and foremost. When I read that message, I felt like there was an underlying assumption that everything is about how we look and everything is about physical appearance and that that's the reason we all train. And that screams to me that this person maybe is not that invested in training at the moment. Maybe they have been in the past. The message does say I used to do a lot of training in the past, so maybe that's fair. I don't know. Um, personally speaking, what I found from training is that the benefits from it far, far, you know, go way beyond anything around how you look. The benefits of it are feeling good about yourself. The benefits of it are energy levels. The benefits of it are confidence. The benefits of it are realizing what you're capable of doing. The benefits of it are empowerment. That rolls over into all areas of your life. Your mood improves. You feel like you're so much more capable. You feel like you can achieve things in your life that you never even thought possible. Your family life improves because you're in a better space, because you feel better about yourself, because your mood is better. Your health improves. That goes without saying. So I think it's really, really important to address that first and foremost. Let's be very, very, very clear on this. For a lot of us, I would say for the vast majority who train for a number of years, I've trained for 20 plus years myself. I'm sure a lot of people listening probably do as well. Anybody that has trained for that period of time will all tell you the same thing. It's not about how we look. That is a happy side effect. When you start out training, yeah, it probably is that. Like being honest, it probably is for a lot of people. It's about how you look. It's about physical appearance. When you get more and more into it and you get deeper into that, training lifestyle you start to see that the benefits of that are so much more than just how you look and i think that's really really important to address because the message that i received there again my reading of it maybe i'm taking this up wrong and i don't know this person as i said but my reading of it it seems to be very focused around physical appearance and i think anybody that trains over a long period of time will tell you it's much much more than physical appearance so the the second part of the message then, as I've kind of said there, it is very much around the physical. That's kind of what I'm reading for. Let me just read it back again. So, my good friend opened up his second gym in Dublin, a deadly setup, but going there and seeing the vanity only makes me concerned for the generation my kids are growing up in. Anyways, that's my rant. All right. Physical appearance is one thing. Vanity is another thing. Confidence is a different thing. I, I'm going to put it to you this way. You're kind of saying in that message that you've been put off training because you don't like seeing people become obsessive about it. You don't like seeing the vanity that's around you and so on and so forth. Now, I did a podcast 
quite recently, a couple of months back, no more than two months, I couldn't tell you what episode it is, I should have looked it up before I started recording, I did a podcast on why Ireland is the second most obese nation in the EU. So that to me is probably a lot more of a concern than people being vain or people building their own confidence up. That to me is something that this country needs to address. There is an obesity epidemic. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There is an obesity epidemic. We are the second most obese nation in the EU. That is a far bigger threat, in my opinion, than worrying about people looking at themselves in the mirror and admiring themselves. That to me is something that I would be much more concerned about. So, it's people saying I'm not going to train because I've seen people become obsessive about it or because I've seen people become vain. I've seen a hell of a lot of people ruin their health by doing nothing. I see a lot more people in hospitals because of ill health than I do seeing people who got a little bit up themselves from been out doing a few runs or getting in lifting weights. So we got to look at the bigger picture here. In my opinion, we got to keep that bigger picture in line. And again, I'm not calling out the person that sent the message by any means. I'm only dissecting it and I'm giving a few thoughts. I can certainly see certain aspects of what you're saying in that as well. So it's not judgment for me. It's just trying to be balanced as I can and given both sides of the argument I guess and the last thing I want to touch on today is the vanity point that's in this that seemed to be a theme throughout that message that a lot of people the next generation there's a lot of vanity in that and again I get where you're coming from and this is something that kind of bugged me for a little while as well and I'd be in the gym and you see a lot of flex and then and it does happen like I'm not going to say it doesn't happen it does happen there's one guy actually I, I used to see in the gym probably the guts of a year ago at this stage I haven't seen him in a long time but he was a young fella, maybe about 20 years of age, and he had no shame at all. He would be in front of the mirror, standing in different poses, flexing for himself. And he didn't care how many people were in there. And I just go, oh, come on, son, come on, pull yourself together. But um, like, yeah, I, I do totally accept that point. There, there are people in there like that. But the other point I'm going to make to you on this is, if you're going to say there's a lot of vanity and they love themselves and whatever, like, I, I know when I go into the gym, I'm seeing a lot of young people in the gym who are in incredible shape. I'm talking about people 18, 19, 20, girls and boys. They're in incredible shape. And you know what? I think hats off to them. I think fair play to them. That's my thoughts on it. And like I've heard people say, oh, well, they love themselves and whatever. Well, good. I hope they do love themselves. I didn't love myself when I was that age and I fucking wish I did. So fair play to them. Hats off to them. Go on, you do you. You do you. If you feel good about yourself, if you feel training makes you feel good about yourself, if you're looking absolutely incredible and that's giving you confidence, well, fair play to you. And fuck the begrudgers. That's my thoughts. And people can call it vanity. They can call it whatever they want. I would much rather see you loving yourself at 18 years of age than hating yourself and being self-conscious and being worrying about what you're wearing when you're going out. Like fair play. That's my only message to you today. If you're one of those people listening who are in the gym and you're younger and training is a way of life for you and you enjoy it and it makes you feel good and it's giving you confidence, you keep doing it. That's my message to you. You keep doing it. I wish I had that confidence when I was that age. I wish I had that confidence today. <laughs> Never mind when I was that age. So we got to like there's different ways of looking at these things. There really is. And obviously then I do take on board the point from the person who sent the message that things do go to extremes at times as well. And I absolutely get that. There was one point, and I, I don't know if I should even mention this because I can't clarify if it's true or if it's not. I did speak to an athlete lately who told me, and it's kind of an athlete coming towards the end of their career. That athlete said to me that 
a lot of the younger generation of athletes because they're in such great shape and because they're so into the fitness lifestyle and they love it that when they go out at the weekends that they're actually turning to cocaine rather than alcohol because they don't want the calories from the alcohol. Now that's probably an example of where it can go too far for sure and that's something we don't want to see. And again, I'm going to say hand on heart, I don't know if that's right or if it's wrong. I don't, I, I'm not on the ground working with athletes anymore, so I can't say, I'm only, it, it's hearsay, it's what somebody else said to me, I don't know if it's right or if it's wrong. That's obviously an example of where we don't want that happening, that's where it can go too far. But this is coming back to the example again of saying, well, do we throw out the baby with the bathwater? Do we say to everybody, never have a drink because some people become alcoholics? Like a lot of people don't become alcoholics. The benefits of actually a training lifestyle, to me, when it's done properly, far outweigh the benefits of saying, I'm not going to do it because I've seen people become obsessive about it. So that's my few thoughts today. I hope that has made some sense. I don't feel like it's as crystal clear as I wanted it to be because I was going off on tangents and because I do feel quite strongly about this stuff, I kind of get a little bit carried away. Maybe I wasn't as succinct as I want. Maybe that's because I'm hungry as well. So I'm going to go and get my food now. I hope I have been some ways coherent in that podcast. I hope you've got something from it. Um, yeah, Aviva Stadium, 22nd of October. It's going to be absolutely insane. Myself and a few friends will be showing up on the day to speak and inspire and it's going to be out of this world. Tickets go on since on sale soon. I can't even speak. I'm too hungry. Tickets go on sale soon. I hope you've enjoyed that podcast. I'm going to go and get some food and I'll speak to you later.